First of all, I want to say thank you. I want to say a huge thank you to the people that are constantly listening to these episodes. The people that are writing back to me and letting me know how impactful these episodes are to them. The reason why I'm starting this episode this way is I had a confrontation with somebody and I felt the need to address the issue. I will not get into specifics of this conversation, but I want to state why I get up every week, or rather every two weeks now, to put up episodes that I feel are going to impact many lives. I put up these episodes because I want to be part of shepherding people into freedom. I want to be part of shepherding people into knowledge and a vision of the kingdom that is more accurate or more in sync with scripture. So I will not shy from talking about politics or race or even ethnicity because God has something to say about everything that we may ever go through in this earth. We should make no mistake, brothers and sisters, and it should never get to a point where Jesus becomes secondary to the so-called truths that we go through. And these so-called truths should never become prominent. I feel like my job is very simple. My job is to bring clarity to your vision of God. Because when you see God more clearly, you will begin to worship him more sincerely. We've seen many times a church that is following the culture instead of leading the culture. We've seen many times that when a culture is divided, the church is divided. We've seen many times that when a culture is segregated, the church is picking a side. However, my hope is that the truth remains and we begin to move into a purpose, your purpose that God has set for you. On this episode, I sit down with another friend of mine, Cornelius, and we discuss losing faith and finding religion. I hope that this episode impacts you greatly and gives you perspective for where you are and where you need to be. I'll catch you on the other side. So like I said, we'll be chatting with Cornelius. Cornelius, welcome to the Love Mission Podcast. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. It's good to have you, man. I know you traveled maybe uh, an hour and a half away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In Dola, and you came through to Kitwe just for this and mm -hmm. also more, a few things that we've been discussing. And I'm just excited to have you. I'm excited too, man. Awesome. It's amazing to be here. Awesome. So I quickly want to get into this, but before I do, I've got a couple of things that are rushing just through my mind as mm -hmm. we've been talking and I'm thinking about things like how we met, you know, yeah. and also for those of you who've listened to the introduction of the Love Mission podcast and how it mm -hmm. all came to be, Cornelius is one of the people who brought this dream even to realization, so... It's a full circle moment for me, honestly, and I'm just super humbled that you would come here to do this. 
you've been you've been in the background for a lot of things that I've done and yeah, yeah. for you to be on the podcast is just uh an amazing thing. So we're talking about losing religion and finding faith and you and I have had numerous conversations. I know your heart towards this and yeah, yeah. you know we've talked about a lot of backlash that you've received yeah. <laughs> for <Quite> saying <laughs> certain things that you've said in the past and yeah. we're going to get into those things just a little bit but uh first first things first i want to get an understanding and also to help people understand where you're coming from before we get into the meat of our discussion mm-hmm. tell us about your upbringing what was that like did you grow up in a christian home mm-hmm. what's your foundation like all right uh so first of all uh uh really love to appreciate my man I call him the legend for giving me this opportunity to share what I've got to share because I believe you know, it's something that is quite unpopular. So it takes a lot of courage for somebody to approach and give me a platform to talk about my experience, my journey with uh, faith. I know. Yeah. I believe it's going to bless everybody listening to this. Uh, so, without taking much of the time, uh, let me get to it. Uh, so, my upbringing. Yeah. Uh, like most of every other Zambian kid, <laughs> I was raised in a Christian family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my my parents are Pentecostal, like, you know. Uh-huh. It's quite a serious thing, and... And I think one of the things that have greatly contributed to that is because my grandparents, specifically my grandmother, from my mom's side, she's a pastor. Oh. Yeah. So she's quite a, a big voice in the Pentecostal, uh, what would I call it? Is it the denomination? Yeah. The, yeah. So I've been raised in church, and uh, but then... The, the whole thing started to have much more meaning later on. I think that was the year 2009, and uh, I was 14 at that time. Okay. Yeah. So that's when the whole thing... I, and I think the thing that really contributed to my transformation is music. All right. Yeah. Music was, like, I think the greatest thing. Okay. You know? uh, I could listen to some songs... And uh, I remember uh, I listened to some a song from Christian Voice Radio Station. I don't yeah. know if you remember that radio station. Well, Christian Voice is a big radio station. <laughs> For those of you who are listening and uh, outside the country, yeah. Christian Voice is like the number one Christian radio station in Zambia. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's when my transformation really began. Awesome. And, yeah, listening to some music and... You know, sometimes you could share some sermons, mm-hmm. somebody share about Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty much it. And until I received Christ in 2009, uh, yeah, and that's been my journey. So okay. 2009, uh, I got introduced in church. Uh, I started playing keyboard. Awesome. Yeah. At the age. I think that was... 14 or 15 yeah started playing keyboard in church and uh, because I was 
I think I was the only one left who kind of had an idea. So, and from that, music has always been part of. I became choir director. Yeah, at a very young age. Mm. And it's, yeah. I think my faith, my journey is, has been attached to music. Okay. Yeah, from the very start, it's always been, music has played a role. Every now and then, music comes in the picture. Okay. Yeah. So you've really talked about how music has played a big role, especially, you know, I'm, I'm focusing my question on, you talked about mm-hmm. how you heard this one song on Christian Voice, and, you know, mm-hmm. it sort of gave you a perspective or a direction mm-hmm. for what you started to pursue, mm-hmm. uh, which is cr- religion mm-hmm. and in, the, in the Christian context exactly do you remember that one song that inspired or impacted you greatly (laughs) yeah yeah i love that question because actually i was thinking like wow i should have talked about that song before we (laughs) we proceed yeah and the song was um it's a song by don moen it's quite unpopular i don't Uh know have you heard that song it started uh when it's all been said and done yeah, yeah, that's oh, that's a beautiful yeah, song. Man. I've heard that song. <laughs> that song broke my heart. Like it broke me. Wow. Like it got me thinking. Yeah. For quite like some time, in a, a number of days, I was just in a broken state where I'm now questioning everything about my life. Yeah. And then I'm like, what's like when it's all been said and done, what will all this mean? Yeah. And I would. I had that guilt in me uh, normally because um, I was very shy when I was young. Yeah. So I had people telling me that you're sitting on your talent musically. Yeah. Like yeah. I couldn't express myself <laughs> okay. before I was 15. Yeah. I was very shy. So I was like... Uh, but then that song came in and then I started contemplating. Like, So like when it's all been said and done... Mm. Like what's going to happen? Like where yeah. would I be? <laughs> so that brought brokenness. Like I, I started contemplating, and that led to my transformation eventually. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. Um, I want to shift a little bit. Your story is quite similar to mine, and we've shared this a lot, especially yeah. when you traveled to school mm-hmm. to pursue uh, your higher degree and yeah. all that. You talked about how you Mm -hmm. began to question certain things about what you believed. And I know a lot of people feel to question something Mm -hmm. means to oppose it. You you have a similar story to mine, but I want to share. This is not about me. (laughs) I want you to share your side of the story. And, you know, you're coming into this space where you're coming from a Christian background where everything... Mm-hmm. sort of like just run smooth you're not supposed to question anything yeah, yeah. you're not supposed to talk about certain things mm-hmm. and now you 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 move into this transition where you go to school mm-hmm. and you're in India it's a whole new paradigm it's a whole yeah, new shift is, you start to <laughs> see things differently and you start to question things it i want to know what encounters did you have that mm-hmm. mi- that moved you into that space of questioning certain things and mm-hmm. you beginning to become enlightened towards mm-hmm. certain things. Um, okay. 
I know it's a long question, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope you get what I'm trying I, to get I at. Get yeah. You, you. <laughs> right. that there's quite a lot to explain and it has hit my head like at the same time. So right. trying to navigate and see where to start from. Well, you can start from the <laughs> beginning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 2011-12. I think that was 2012. Yeah, definitely. Traveled to India. Yeah. And India is quite, like, there's quite a lot going on. It's like another world. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you'd be amazed. Like You see things that you've never really experienced. Yeah. So, I'm exposed to everything going on and I'm just wondering, you know? Mm-hmm. You get to discover that there are people who can worship a number of deities and, yeah. and you know? <laughs> And it's okay because being Christians, we are like monotheistic re- religion kind of set up where it's so directed to, you know, one deity. But then mm-hmm. you see people, all these gods. And so there's quite, was quite a lot to take in at yeah. that time. Yeah. But then uh, I'm kind of an introverted person. Yeah. So the most of the times I'm having internal conversations. Yeah. So I could uh, I remember uh, we joined the church in India. It was like uh, an African fellowship. Yeah. Yeah, but mostly dominated by the Nigerians. Yeah. And uh, I remember I was appointed to be the the choir director. Mm-hmm. Was. Uh, because music, <laughs> music has always been a part. Yeah. So it, even that time when I went to India, I was I started uh, leading the the worship team. See, but then I started having certain conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, once had a conversation with an Indian friend. Yeah. And then uh, I can't really remember the exact question he asked me but he asked me a question that i couldn't answer yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm like i couldn't figure out i couldn't answer you know and then uh during that time i started questioning a lot of things now about my life about my faith yeah and those questions that you would make another believer uncomfortable mm-hmm. if you were to bring it out. Mm-hmm. So being an introverted person, I would sit down and I'll try to think like, so now that I'm saved, are we going to just, am I allowed to talk about certain questions? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Are we, now that I'm saved, so are we going to stay like put and all we're going to do is um, just, follow certain routines and do certain activities in a kind of routine manner. And honestly, that's what I saw. Yeah. Because we go to church, we'll do certain things in a program kind of setup, mm-hmm. and we'll get back home. And so I started asking, like, uh, so is this all we're going to do until the time when Christ comes back and, you know, Mm. when we become we go to paradise yeah because i know believe it or not we all we've all been raised in a kind of uh setup where we've been told that am i allowed to use a bimba phrase go ahead <laughs> use it i'll try to translate <laughs> <laughs> 
say ngaolech te fio kashala kumudu oh yeah yeah th- those are the songs we grew up singing tukaya kumulu tukaya kwaba kusangalala and all those things like you know in bemba we say all those things and that's how we've been raised so now i'm asking myself like so is we we are here only to pass through like we we'll just do certain activities in a routine mm-hmm. and make sure i don't question anything else i yeah. just focus on keeping my integrity uh-huh. holding on to this religion that i'm part of yeah. and getting rid of anything being at a defense of anything that would prevent me from staying on this course yeah because you know any question that makes that kind of challenges my faith of be like I try to run away run from, away it, from yeah, it or evade it yeah. exactly because pretend it's not there <laughs> exactly but then it's actually there it's there yeah so then I'm like so then as long as I keep my integrity and I wait for the time our time is coming when we're going to go to heaven yeah and we're going to have our lives you know we're going to be like we're gonna reach our destination yeah in that sense oh yeah i could ask but then i'm like <laughs> hey, what's the point of being on earth yeah. in the first place uh-huh. are we here like are we just passing through mm. yeah uh and then regarding the questions and what led to this and that was happening in india yeah during the whole period of like 10 years Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So then I'm asking again that uh Christianity is symbolized with the cross, right? Yeah. Uh that means if I was to ask any believer, any Christian, they would say the reason why Christ came was to die for us. Mm. To die for our sins. To die for our sins, yeah. Yeah, and hence Christianity the the religion mm-hmm. is kind of symbolized with a cross yes so then i'm asking all those questions like so christ came to die for us uh yeah all those questions mm-hmm. am i allowed to get to the point like t- <laughs> well yeah yeah you are allowed to get to the point but you know it's it's going to come later on yeah yeah i i wanna dive in a little bit deeper with that mm-hmm. but um you've talked about how you started encountering a change in your life mm-hmm. after you started to ask questions can you remember some of the questions that began to reshape how you started to think okay so uh, that's an interesting question and uh the moment you ask that question I'm actually having a number of things mm. yeah like so specific experiences uh being very observant i think that comes from being an introvert mm. quite observant I'll try to see how people live yeah you know uh i started wondering like honestly uh we are the light of the world we are supposed to be the light of the world as believers as the christian community yeah right? but then if if god 
so loved the world. Yeah. Why do we seem to hate? Mm. Honestly, I was just trying to be honest with myself. Like, yeah. Why do we seem to hate? Like, if God's very nature is love. And this is something that I don't think most of us realize being in a religious kind of, you know, setup. Mm. Like, we seem to, we are more focused on upholding the integrity of our religion mm. and not really loving the people that we are supposed to, we, we are surrounded with. Yeah, yeah. It's more centered, the focus is more on keeping this, the integrity of this thing, the, the religion. Mm. So I'm like, if God's forgiving, why do we seem to find it hard to forgive? Mm. Like, honestly, I've, uh, I've, I've had so many experiences when you wrong a Christian person and you, you'll be amazed how they'll hold on to that. Yeah. They won't harm you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they won't harm you, but then they'll they'll tend to want to hold on to that. Like the there's just that. Mm. Then I started wondering. It's like, is are we created to be only victims? And when we get victimized by what's going on around us, then we just shy away and just hurt. Like. You know, mm. like okay, I'm 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 cool. You're cool. Just stay in your lane. You're cool, but I'm gonna make sure that I don't have anything to do with you, because you've done this to me. Mm. You know, that's so. All those questions I started asking, and then another question that, according to statistics, it is known that the poorest countries are the ones that are practicing the religion christianity mm. you know and that's that's true according to the statistics so i'm like are we are we supposed to be poor like and uh growing up you know uh from the the place i came from you could hear things like you know don't get so caught up in being in the world's riches and in all these things because all these things are not yours. You you have your inheritance, you know, mm. later on. Mm-hmm. So don't pay attention to this. In fact, for your own good, don't even get rich. Yeah. <laughs> for you to just stay put and yeah. so that you can inherit the paradise. Yeah. You know? So now I'm like, so now we can't be involved in innovation. Yeah. You know, anything that comes like a, a technological advancement, mm. I just have to lean back and try so hard not to be in the forefront. Yeah. Even talking of politics, I just have to lean back. Then, how do I impact the world if I'm leaning back? Mm-hmm. Like, it, is this all I'm here for? I'm just here to wait and pass through until the time for paradise. Mm. So I'm asking all those questions like, then what's the point of being on earth? So mm. yeah, those there there are more questions, but I think those are the major things. You've shared a lot of really <laughs> powerful gems, and 
you know, as you're speaking, I'm thinking about, I'm sort of reminiscing of a lot of encounters that I had, especially myself. I'm reminded of a, a quote that I saw mm-hmm. by Mahatma Gandhi. Mm-hmm. And he writes, I like your Christ, mm-hmm. but not your Christianity. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Mahatma Gandhi actually said those words. He said, wow. I like your Christ, that's, but not your Christianity. That's amazing, man. Which is sort of what you've been yeah. speaking on. Yeah. You know, how you begin to question so many things that have been told to us and you're like, mm-hmm. these are man-made philosophies mm-hmm. and theories. Mm-hmm. Like what you talked about, like you shouldn't get rich or you shouldn't get involved in technological inva- advancements mm-hmm. or you shouldn't be involved in politics and the like. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting into a lot of conversations with uh, my friends who kept saying, no, politics is a dirty game. Christians should never be involved yeah. in politics and stuff like that. Yeah. And my point of argument was, hasn't God got a say <laughs> in the issues of man? That's is right. God not interested That's right. in everything that goes on in this earth? Mm-hmm. If we say that we are not of this world, aren't we here to impact this world so that this world can look exactly exactly. like what God would like like for it to look like? Mm -hmm. And so you're just bringing back a lot of memories. But anyway, I I quickly want to move on. (laughs) Uh, My next question for you is, you know, you've talked about a lot of elements in here, but I want us to now focus in on Mm -hmm. what is the purpose? What, What purpose do we have? You know, mm-hmm. you've talked about all these questions that you had um, in this time period, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you began to refocus your attention on what the purpose is for us mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. earth. What do yeah. you think and what do you feel? Mm-hmm. Where did you come to a conclusion and say, mm-hmm. oh, you know what? I feel like I've been living a lie. And yeah. I feel like I fully understand, I'm starting to understand what the mm-hmm. purpose of man is in the earth. All right. Huh. Finally, we're getting somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> this is interesting. Oh, yeah. Doing this. All right. Uh, so, uh, I remember the, I think the biggest contribution the person who really impacted my thinking mm. was uh, Dr. Miles Monroe. The late. Yeah, the late Dr. Miles Monroe. Yeah, so I I listened to one of his sermons. Mm. And I remember it was so uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. Because of what he was talking about. Okay. It was really challenging everything that I've been learning for the past, for all my life. Mm. You know, <laughs> everything that I've been holding dear to, and he was, he was breaking it apart, and <laughs> mm-hmm. so. But then, I was at a point where I, I was asking so many questions, so I needed to hear something different from what I've been hearing every Sunday, like every day. Mm. I needed to hear some something different, and I think that's one person I can attribute to that really like impacted my life mm. yeah, through his words and all. Uh, the person that God used to impact my life. Yeah. So 
the creation of mankind and the reason why we exist here on earth as humankind, right? Yeah. Uh, so, in order for us to understand the reason for something, we need to go back to the mind of the creator. Mm. In order for me to understand fully the function of a gadget, mm-hmm. for example, an iPhone, I think the best person I should ask is the person who invented it. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe where purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. That's it's right. It's a saying. So in order for us to really understand and to really know the reason why we're here, we need to go back to the mind of the creator. Mm. And that the account of the creation and the reason for the creation of mankind is actually is found in the book of Genesis one verse twenty six. All right. Uh, so, my legend, just help me read the verse. Okay, so I got my Bible out here. <laughs> he planned that he was going to read this out, but I'm gonna do it on his behalf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Genesis one twenty six. I'm reading from the NIV. Mm-hmm. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, mm-hmm. in our likeness, mm-hmm. so that they may rule. Okay. Okay. Hold it right there. Okay. Let us make man in our image. Our image. Yeah. And then? Our likeness. Our likeness. Uh-huh. What's the next word? So that they may rule. So that. And that's something that most... I think most of us overlook. Mm. There, it explains the reason. The soul that is actually explaining the reason. Let us make man in our image and our likeness so that. Mm. The purpose. Yes, that is actually explaining the purpose for the creation of mankind. Mm. So there are two sides to that verse. There is creating man in our image and our likeness Mm -hmm. and the other side is now giving the reason the reason to why man is being created in the image and the likeness of god that's good exactly yeah so so that they let's let's continue so it says so that they may rule over the fish in the Mm -hmm. sea and the birds in the sky Mm -hmm. over the livestock and all the wild animals Mm and over all creatures that move along the ground. Man, I get really excited when I hear <laughs> this phrase, man. Like, wow, this is amazing. You're dropping gems, man. You're <laughs> dropping gems. Talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk about it, man. Uh, so that they may rule. So that they may rule. Some translations say, so that they may have dominion. Mm. That explains the reason for the creation of mankind. We were created to exist on earth in order for us to extend the nature of God to the physical realm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so in order for us to have more perspective, God is an invisible God. Yeah. We are created in God's image, the, the spirit of man. Mm-hmm. Mankind is created in God's image and placed in a physical suit, which mm. is the body, yeah. so that we may be able to exhibit the nature of God. Mm-hmm. 
on the physical realm, yeah. here on the physical realm. So then God was extending his nature to this physical realm that he had created. Yeah. And that explains the reason for the creation of mankind. Mm. Mankind was created to have, to rule. Yeah. To extend the nature of God who is a king. That's the reason why God is called the king of kings. Mm -hmm. You know, ever thought about that? God is called the king of kings because he's king over kings. Yeah. And who are the kings? Mankind. Mm -hmm. So God is called king of kings. Yeah. So God created this being who is like him, but then placed in a physical body so that he can be like God, but on the physical realm. Yeah. So God to extend his rule to the physical realm through mankind. Mm. So later on in the Bible, just to get even more specific in to get more context. Now there is a confirmation in uh, Genesis 2 verse 5. Okay. Yeah, uh, legend. Kindly read that verse. Just for us to to get a confirmation and to validate what I'm trying to talk about. What's the verse again? Genesis 2 verse 5. All right, so Genesis 2 verse 5. I'm still reading from the NIV. Now no shrub had yet appeared on the earth, mm -hmm. and no plant had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not sent rain Mm -hmm. on the earth mm -hmm. and there was no one to work the ground there was no one to work the ground so now this verse is giving us a clear like the reason for the creation of mankind mm. what this verse is saying is that God had not sent the rain so that uh, there could be growth right mm -hmm. the rain symbolizes growth yeah. Yes. So God had not sent the rain and henceforth there was no shrub on the ground. Yeah. yeah. And on at the end of that verse, the reason that God did not allow any form of growth on the earth is because there was no man, there was no mankind mm. to work the ground. Yeah. Now that validates and confirms exactly the reason mankind has been given now to have dominion over this physical realm mm -hmm. and to exhibit the nature of God, mm. to manage every resource. Yeah. Hence the creation of mankind. The reason we were created was to have dominion over the physical realm. Mm. The whole program, the earth program, was that God may have this physical realm that is extended his rule, but not himself coming to the earth, yeah. but creating this species or being that is created in his nature and likeness, mm. that he may be able to extend his rule to the physical realm. Yeah. And now that brings me to, you know, that, that caused me to begin questioning religion. Mm. Religion tells us that, no, stay put, because here on earth, we're just passing through. Mm -hmm. Everything you see around is not ours. Yeah. <laughs> what you need to do is just 
keep hold on to your religion, keep your integrity, mm-hmm. and make sure you make it yeah. to the end. Because all this, you know? Is not yours. It's, exactly. Yeah. So then, I started questioning, like, and those, now I've come to the answer, like, those are actually one of the reasons why most of us are never involved. Mm-hmm. You know? That we're never involved and we are poor. Mm-hmm. Because if we are, if you say it's not yours, then you have no business even trying to learn how to manage it. Yeah. You know? Ooh. You have no business. You just stay put and pray day mm-hmm. and night as you wait for the coming, the, the time when, you know, everything will, you, you reach a destination. Mm. So then, uh, that brings me to Christ. Yeah. The religion, religion tells us that Christ came to die for us. Mm-hmm. So that caused me to question now, like, so Christ, the, the sole purpose of Christ's coming on earth was to die for us. Mm. But then, I'm, I'm starting to question, like, is that it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes, Christ dying was very necessary. Yeah. But is that what the Bible says is he, like that's the sole purpose for Christ coming on earth? Mm. But then when we talk about Christ in the Old Testament, they talked of the heir of David, yeah. heir of Jesse, who come and establish an everlasting kingdom. Mm. You know? And then Christ, there is an everlasting, there is um, a story in the Bible. About King Nebuchadnezzar, I think that's in Daniel. Yeah. He has a dream of uh, uh, a dream that could not be interpreted by any sorcerer. Mm-hmm. And the, what he required was that that dream should be told by the person. The person who was supposed to interpret the, the dream was required to tell of what he dreamt of. Yeah. And, and then also interpret, interpret yeah. it. So now Daniel was given the the insight or the revelation of the dream mm-hmm. and he came to interpret the dream to the king which nobody could interpret. Yeah. And then he talked of firstly there was this statue that was made of uh Should I read the verse? <laughs> I I think so. We we've got time. We have? Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Daniel chapter 2, verse 44. Mm -hmm. Still reading from the NIV. In the time of those kings, the God of the heavens will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, Mm -hmm. nor will it be left to another people. Mm -hmm. It will crush all those kingdoms and bring them to an end, Mm -hmm. but it will itself endure forever. Praise God. So... Now, every every verse in the Old Testament, actually, the Old Testament was about to build, was focused on building up to the time when Christ would come. Mm. You know, Christ would come. And every time it talked about Christ, 
He talked about somebody who's coming to establish an everlasting kingdom. Yeah. And all those dreams when Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar was a king, it was talking about the kingdoms that would come before, this kingdom that will crush and take over. It will fill the earth like a mountain, mm. you know? So now, if we say that Christ came to die for us and we end there, yeah, are we really giving the full, like the full picture of the reason why Christ came? Mm. Because in That's the Old Testament... Question. It's, it's talking of Christ coming to establish an everlasting kingdom. Yeah. So then, we see now, uh, after the, the, the New Testament opens and John the Baptist come, comes to, you know, to prepare the way. Yeah. What does John the Baptist say? He says, repent. Mm. for the kingdom of heaven is near. Mm -hmm. Repent, most of us think the word repent means to uh, talk about our sin. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> like confess our sins. Yeah. But repent, uh, I got to understand the word repent from its original context, the mm. Hebrew context. Mm. It's more to do with the mind, mm -hmm. like changing the way you think. Mm -hmm. Means letting go of everything you think you know, yeah, and positioning yourself to get this new thing, like change the way you think. Yeah. So now John the Baptist says, "Repent." Means it's preparing the way. You need preparing the minds, like, and then Christ comes. And what does Christ say? The first public statement. Mm. He says, repent mm. for the kingdom of heaven has come. Has come, yeah. So now I started understanding that. Okay. So Christ came to establish the kingdom. He came to establish an everlasting kingdom. But then in order for us to have access, because he came to establish it so that we can have the inheritance. Mm -hmm. We can live as kingdom citizens. Yeah. But then in order for us to have access to that, he needed to pay a perfect sacrifice. Yeah. To redeem us that we may now get the access to what he came to establish. Mm. I started understanding. What does religion do? Religion postpones the kingdom. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> religion tells us to stay put because the kingdom of heaven is yet to come. It's a concept that is a future tense thing. Exactly. Yeah. So now I started understanding. I, I have been given access to be part of this great kingdom that is invisible. Wow. And I've been given the resources the reason why signs and wonders happen is to demonstrate that there is this invisible kingdom mm. that is present. Even mm. when he was teaching us how to pray, he said, let your kingdom come. Yeah. Your will be done. Your will be done. Now he's teaching us how now we, we, we're supposed to pray. Mm. Now the kingdom has come. Now we, 
we are supposed to be an extension of that which is unseen. Mm-hmm. So now I understood that, okay, I think I need to begin to let go of religion. Got me to understand that, okay, the thing that has actually, the very thing that we hold on dearly, like we hold on to, is the very thing that is actually preventing us from living the lives that we were created for. Mm. That is being part of this kingdom. It's an invisible kingdom, but we bring an extension of that kingdom to the physical realm. Mm. And I understood. And now since that time, I understand the Bible differently because now I'm reading it as this kingdom. Yeah. You know, whenever Christ talked about, he said the kingdom of heaven is like, the kingdom of heaven is like. Mm -hmm. Now he's giving us the keys and the principles of the kingdom. Yeah. That is established. And the time he talked, he told us how to pray. He says, the kingdom of heaven. Uh, thy kingdom said, come. Thy kingdom come. Yeah. And that will be done mm. on earth as it is in heaven. The reason for the creation of mankind, it, it brings us to the reason for the creation of mankind. Mankind was supposed to be an extension of that kingdom, mm. the rule of God to the physical realm. Yeah. We were supposed to be involved in innovation. We were supposed to be the very people that God demonstrates the glory of his kingdom. Yeah. We were supposed to be like David. David is a perfect example, man. Mm-hmm. Like David is this man who fights battles like every other king. Mm-hmm. But he has something very special about him. Mm-hmm. He's connected to this invisible God. Mm-hmm. And God demonstrates. If you look at David, because of his relationship, you see that Israel became a great kingdom. Yeah. Followed up with Solomon, it became very wealthy. Mm-hmm. Like the wealth of Solomon is talked about talked nowadays. To, of course. Among Christians and the of world course. alike. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So we were supposed to be this rich people part of a rich kingdom and the reason why we have signs and wonders is to demonstrate that this is actually here is it's uh, it's a living force mm. what does religion do religion postpones the kingdom mm. to a later date and tells us to stay put mm-hmm. as we wait for paradise wow so there's quite a lot I can say. <laughs> but I think let me not let me not I'm sure by if we get a chance, maybe I'll I might be given access to another episode or something. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> to talk Most about definitely. it in further um, detail. I know one of the things that the podcast does is that it raises questions mm-hmm. and you get different people that will come through that you know want to get more understanding of the things that you talk about on the podcast which is very very liberating Mm -hmm. and at the same time it gives you hope that there are people who are willing to grow into spaces of freedom Mm -hmm. which is now the next question that i want to ask you how much freedom did you experience Mm -hmm. knowing these truths 
Mm-hmm. Hey, man. Uh, it's been an amazing experience. Now my life is no longer based on, is no longer validated by performing certain routine, actions in a routine mm. to keep my integrity. Now I can just be a citizen. Mm. You know? I don't have to do anything in order to validate my citizenship. Yeah. Even as a Zambian. Yeah. I'm yeah. just a citizen because wow. I'm born. I'm wow. born Zambian. You don't have to prove that you are Zambian. Yeah, I don't. Because you're born Zambian. I'm born Zambian. Wow. That's powerful right there. Yeah, man. And that's what we've been born. We've been given an inheritance. The moment we believe, when we believe that Christ is Lord, we've been given the right to be called sons mm. and daughters of God. It means we, we've been given access to the kingdom. But then freedom, the freedom or the the freedom to live as a citizen is dependent on how much of the truth I know. Yeah. I can easily be manipulated if I didn't know that the reason, in order for me to be Zambian, I just have to be born in Zambia. Yeah. If somebody took away that truth from me that in order to be called Zambian, to have this nationality, I just have to be born mm-hmm. here in Zambia, in the land of Zambia. If I didn't know that, I, would, I wouldn't believe I'm Zambian. Mm. But the knowledge of that gives me the right and the confidence yeah. to live and proudly say I'm Zambian every day. Yeah. So, the Bible says in the book of, uh, that's John 8 verse 32. He said, you shall know the truth. Mm. And the truth shall sure. make you free. Yeah. Man. You know, uh, Tusha says something very interesting. I think we had a conversation. Mm. Uh, he said, it's not only the truth, but it's knowing, knowing mm. the truth. Yeah. So it's the integration of the truth and mankind, because ma- knowing is actually comprehending. Like, mm making the truth understood by us. Yeah. And that's the actual process that leads to freedom. The freedom that I've experienced is I can be Cornelius, man. Yeah. Simply Cornelius. It's overwhelming, huh? Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't have to have any titles. Yeah. You know, to feel I just simply have to be Cornelius, the Cornelius that God created. And I know that I'm part of this kingdom. Oh, wow. I can express, I can talk like Cornelius. I can be the real Cornelius. Mm -hmm. Because now I understand that I am a citizen. I'm not part of a religion where I have to keep, you know, certain acts or do certain things to validate who I am, but mm-hmm. then I just have to be. I'm just believing in Christ as knowing that it's only by faith and knowing that I've been brought to a kingdom mm. and not to a religion. A religion is defined as 
man trying to reach the deities mm-hmm. through a set of actions and riches. Yeah. You know? But then I'm not part of that anymore. I've come to an inheritance. Ooh. And by believing, here I am. I'm I'm free, man. Wow. Um, you've talked about believing. Yeah. And I wanna help someone that's out there that maybe is listening to this and is impacted by everything that we've shared today and everything that you've talked about. I know I'm one person who has strongly been impacted by your story, where you're coming from, the things that you've encountered, the things that you've gone through. Mm-hmm. I want to help someone that's out there. How can you help someone attain that level of freedom? Is there something that they need to do? I know you've partially addressed this, mm-hmm. that you know you don't need to do a certain a set of do's or don'ts mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But I want it uh, I want you to help someone who's probably struggling and you know they're probably going through a a, a ritual of religion and and stuff like that. How can you help them? How can you help them attain freedom? I think it's not something that I would really take time explaining. Right. The whole process of freedom is it's very simple that most times we miss it. Mm. It's just knowing the truth. Yeah. Okay. So the knowledge of the truth. The knowledge of the truth. It's so simple that it's very easy to miss. But Christ says, know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. That's right. Yeah. Let me be a little bit controversial. It's not praying day and night that makes you free. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. It's not. It's knowing. It's knowing the truth. Mm. Knowing the truth, that's when freedom begins to, you know, that's when you begin to experience freedom. Uh, let me give an analogy. It's very often that we we tend to confuse deliverance and freedom. Deliverance is being like you are separated from the thing that was oppressing you. Yeah. Basically breaking the chains. Mm -hmm. That's what deliverance is. Most of us have experienced deliverance. Mm. Even in the Christian circles, most of us are delivered. Yeah. But we are not free. Mm -hmm. Because we've firstly... Christ says, repent. Repent means change the way you think. Yeah. Because it's always been the game of the mind. It's mm-hmm. been about information. Mm-hmm. Are you getting the right information? Even for any, for somebody to be oppressed, it's just a matter of altering information. Yeah. Think about it. When the Bible talks about darkness, I got to learn that Darkness is not the absence of illumination. Mm-hmm. Darkness is actually means me, darkness means ignorance, mm. like where there is no information. Mm-hmm. The absence of knowledge. Exactly. The reason why Satan is called the prince of darkness mm. is because he rules by manipulating the 
right information. Yeah. That's the way certain rules from the beginning, even from the time of Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. It was just a thing of manipulating information. Information, yeah. And that's exactly. why Satan is called the prince of darkness. So, the moment we begin to ask questions, the moment we begin to search for the truth, mm-hmm. you know, God is gracious and up according to the desires of our hearts. Mm. God will reveal things to us. That's so true. And that's, the the Bible says that God searches the heart and examines the mind. Hmm. So, it's something that is, it's something that is from within. Mm-hmm. The moment you begin to desire to know the truth, like you begin, it's okay to ask questions. You know? Yeah. Even the questions that would seem a little bit controversial to most of the people within the Christian circles. Mm-hmm. It's okay to want to know as long as the intentions are to search for the truth. Yeah. Yeah. So, because then that's the only time we can be free. Uh, I'll give an analogy, another analogy. The thing I was talking about, I was talking about deliverance. Yeah. Deliverance is different from freedom. Right. Deliverance is breaking the chains. It's like, for example, uh, this is actually a true story. Okay. Uh, there was an experiment that was conducted where they got a dog mm. and they chained it. They kept it for a number of days without feeding it mm. while it was chained. Yeah. So, they decided at one point to bring food. Just not very close, but they they measured the distance where the chain was would end. Mm-hmm. So they put the food just close enough where it could smell it and you could see it. Mm-hmm. But every time it tried to lash, like it tried to reach the food, yeah. the chain would hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that the the pull from the chain would hurt would the hurt dogs. the dog, yeah. yeah. And it kept on trying. It kept on trying. But then the pain was becoming unbearable. Yeah. So eventually it just it stopped. Mm-hmm. But well, the food was right there. Mm-hmm. And then after some time, they decided to remove the chain. Yeah. Guess what happened? the dog did not reach for the food anymore. Mm -hmm. Even after the chains were removed. Mm. Why am I talking about this? Deliverance is when the chains are broken. Yeah. Freedom is when you realize the chains are broken. The chains are broken. So freedom is is a matter of knowing the truth. Mm. Freedom is in the mind. When you know the truth, and now you begin to walk. You can begin to walk. You would know that, okay, this is who I am. This is who I was created to be. Mm. Anything that prevents you from knowing who you are and the reason why you were created to be is actually something that would keep us captive. Yeah. So, uh, getting back to the question, if... There is somebody out there 
who is listening to this right now and you are I know we've talked about a lot of things right yeah, yeah. most definitely yeah uh, it's okay to ask questions mm. you know uh, if at any point you need access to ask my brother mm-hmm. Mr. Tosha Fungamango <laughs> one and only yeah <laughs> We can talk about it. We, it's okay to ask questions and the the desire, your heart's desire to seek the truth, not being uh, limited by the words of religion. Just break out and seek the truth. Read the Bible from another perspective. Try to understand it. Mm. That's when. Freedom begin, freedom begin, freedom begin, freedom begin, freedom begin, freedom begin.